Hey everybody, welcome back to the Alfie Watton Technology Podcast. If you're watching this today, it is hump day, it's Wednesday. Thank you for, for joining, thank you for tuning in. Uh, as always, this episode is sponsored and brought to you by welovealpha.com. If you're looking to hire software developers, then go to welovealpha.com. And the cute dog is not included, I'm afraid, but we have the best Java, .NET, React, Angular, mobile engineers across the UK. So if you need to hire developers, welovealpha.com is where you need to go. And um, today on the podcast, I am brought to you by a special guest, Mr. Paul Zoo. Thanks for joining, Paul. Could you uh, give us a little bit of an intro, mate? Tell us who you are and, and tell us what your startup's about, please. Absolutely. Thanks, Alfie. So firstly, I just want to apologise for the, the construction noise that's happening right outside. <laughs> so good, any disruption, apologies on that. But yes, my name is Paul. I am currently building or trying to build a startup. And what, and what we're trying to do, well, we're called Hera, firstly. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to help people to form local friendship groups to live more sustainably together and I'm really interested in both parts of this problem one the whole friendship circle element and systemizing a process to try to try to recreate that because it seems to be in such dire demand and we are surrounded by people yet so few of us actually have really tight friendship circles whilst yeah. many um, researchers believe that we are so wired to be that way and the sustainability angle is to kind of help people um, sort of to give people a reason to meet up regularly and regularly. Um, and ultimately, from an impact perspective, we're trying to tap into um, this positive feedback loop that exists between public behavior change and climate policy. So by shifting people's behavior, uh, even incrementally, but at scale, we can change policy, which is ultimately the goal here. Awesome, man. Well, we, we met at a, uh, a London tech networking meetup event. When you told me about your idea, I thought it would be a great opportunity to have you on and, and get your perspective into, into what's happening in the world. So without further ado, let's go into, into the UK and, and the global tech news uh, for the week. Let's get your perspective and your, and your opinion in terms of what's happening. So um, to begin with, uh, our friends over at Netflix, they are planning to launch their own video game studio. So Netflix is setting up its own video game studio as it intensifies its efforts to establish itself in the gaming industry uh, based in Helsinki over in Finland. It's led by former Zynga and EA executive Marco Lastica. Um, Netflix has previously purchased small gaming companies, Oxenfree, um, Night Score Studio, but the streaming giant is now going further and further and creating a brand new studio from scratch. Um, Lastika is an established figure in gaming. He co-founded Zynga, which everyone knows. Uh, he worked on Farmville 3 under his leadership. And also the VP for game studios at Netflix, Amir uh, Rahimi, announced the vision is to build a world-class games studio. Um, it'll bring a variety of delightful and deeply engaging original games with no ads and no in-app purchases, which is awesome to see. Um, obviously, Netflix has had a hard time recently, losing 200,000 subscribers and its first quarterly loss since 2011. Um, and with almost a million subscribers lost over the last couple of months, um, the biggest in its history, um, obviously it needs to do something to help turn the tide. So um, interesting, Netflix are now going into gaming. What, what do you make of this, Paul? Um, well, it's kind of an interesting play. It's quite a bold play, obviously. So mm. in my mind, they're basically, their stock price is plummeting and they're mm. sort of struggling and they're hedging their bets on on gaming which to me seems like quite a bold one because i'd imagine most of their users probably 
aren't really interested in playing games mm. is my is my is my guess. I could be completely wrong there, but I did have a look at it. Um, I think they haven't really been advertising it very hard at the moment. But there's like one percent of people who are playing, even with no sorry of users that are actually playing their games, sure. uh, which is actually not insignificant. I would say, considering there's been no marketing around it. Yeah. Uh, but um, in my mind, they're kind of trying to. I mean, I'm guessing they're trying to move into the cloud gaming space. Yeah, I, I don't think it's like AAA, like, you know, Call of Duty style games. I, th I think it's more uh, developing a Stranger Things version of Candy Crush, if, if you know what I mean. It's it's mobile free-to-play games, which keeps you all bought into the series, bought into the movie and, and kind of hooked on their original content, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. I, I watched this one video that was talking about it and they were saying how they're hiring cloud engineers I don't know if that means that they are trying to build a proper proper gaming platform like Stadia because like that 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 makes more sense to me if you're going to be competing in the gaming space you go big and you go and you go to um those sorts of games but then again if you do make a viral game like Candy Crush then yeah obviously it does well but I think the chances of that happening are probably somewhat low like all they're all they're really doing seemingly is leveraging their ip yeah. and different characters and stuff and but uh yeah very interested interested to see how it turns out it's interesting you brought up stadia because um stadia was was closed i think it was this week they, they've shut it down it, it hasn't really? um, yeah yeah it hasn't gone gone to uh to plan they they launched it um reviews were were pretty terrible and then they pivoted they tried to make it something else uh, supporting other platforms from a, a cloud gaming perspective and now that they've shut down the, the entire project and, and lost millions so obviously it's it's an example that big tech companies can't just dominate any market that they want sometimes it, it doesn't work out but um, i think the way that netflix are going about this probably increases their odds if they're building on the ip rather than trying to do something from, from scratch um i almost feel with netflix there's like so many options nowadays it, it was netflix where you've got Prime Video, you've got you've got Disney Plus, you've got you know you've got Hulu, you've got so many different options. Do, do you um, do you use any of these? Do you use multiple ones of these, or or do you just do what, what I do and illegally download everything? <laughs> you torrent, Alfie. I don't know. <laughs> well, stream it. You know, not torrent. You stream. Oh yeah, cloud torrent. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So I've never actually bought any other service other than Netflix. I have um, I have a TV license, so okay. I have iPlayer. Who's the iPlayer? But uh, yeah, I've been watching the new Game of Thrones, thanks to, you know, torrent sites. Yeah. Uh, but no, but I mean, it, it makes sense. There's so much good content on so many different platforms now that like for Netflix to go, okay, let's compete on content is just impossible now. Even if they put more and more content now, it's just not yeah. going to happen. So they have to do something else to try and retain, you know, that market share. But like in a way, and I, I don't know how you feel about this, but in, in terms of like why why grow like I, I mean you could downsize mm. and obviously from from a you know business standpoint you want to keep growing if your share price is going down it's bad but um yeah to take an l is not that bad yeah but it, it's hard when it's a big company right you know that an l could mean billions wiped out of their, their their stock price so it's 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 different i suppose when it's a big enterprise um, like that. Are you watching um, the new um, House of Dragons? You, you said, or yeah, yeah. That's one. That's the one. I, I'm on episode one. So. And I I don't want to ruin it for for you, but I, I kind of feel I, I've got to make one little thing that I want to say. I watched the first series, I think episode six, and then in episode six they they've changed half of the actors, the cast. 
So, um, so suddenly the, the 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 girl, the the main character, it's a different person now. It's it's because it's it's it, they've sent it into the future like ten years, but some of the other characters are exactly the same person. So I, I was watching it with, with the missus, and we were so confused. We were like, what, what what's going on? They've changed half half of the cast. So I don't I don't know why they did that because I got I got so bought into the characters, and then suddenly the it's a completely new set of people. It's hard hard for me to keep engaged. So they've lost me unfortunately. But um, the first five episodes were, were amazing. I just I just wish there were more dragons. That's what I want to see. I want to see dragons fighting. I want to see, I want to see fire everywhere. But um, but yeah, it's it's a good show. It's just I just wish they didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm keen for future episodes. But I think in the first episode, we only saw one dragon, but apparently they have ten. I want oh, really? I want the CGI budget to be spent in episode one so I can see all ten yeah. in one go. But I guess that might come a bit like a bit later on. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Well, look, that's Netflix. Keeping on the theme of big tech um, over at Twitter, um, they're adding a TikTok-like full-screen video feature. So Twitter is adding new features to make it easier for users to watch and discover videos on its platform. The social network announced on Thursday. Most notably, the company is launching a scrollable TikTok-like video feed. Uh, in the coming days, users on Apple will be able to click a video on their feed to go onto the new scrollable feed. Um, and once you finish watching the video, you'll be able to scroll up and start browsing similar content and um, then you'll be in a scrollable feed just like tiktok just like the facebook clone which is that they're working on and um, just like instagram reels just like youtube shorts everybody everybody is going on to this um given the ai given the algorithm given it's what keep, keeps people hooked and given it's probably the future of um of social media and um, what, what do you make of, of of twitter kind of um copying uh, tiktok when it comes to this Mm, yeah, so I think it makes loads of sense in my mind. Um, compared to Netflix going to gaming, this is a relatively cheap thing yeah. to build for them. Um, and they have a big user base, obviously. And I think several, several things. Firstly, TikTok is always sort of um, at the risk or there's always news about, about it maybe being banned yeah, yeah. in the West. So that's the case that opens up that market massively. And I think Reels, and I've not actually looked at YouTube short marks, but I, I'm, I'm fairly familiar with, with Reels. The algorithm apparently is not as good as the TikTok one. Yeah. They haven't quite nailed it. So for um, Twitter to come in and give it a go makes loads of sense. Like there's no real harm in just trying. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of hate the short video format. The full screen short video format is so unbelievably addictive. I Reels know, are I know, a bane yeah. on my life. Uh, I, I don't even start anymore, mate, because it's it's like candy. Once you had one, it's it's just you you are hooked, and um, it's it's scary really to think. You know, imagine that in VR or something. You you just would never leave. I mean, it's um it, it's insane in terms of what it's become. But one thing that's interesting about TikTok is they um the the creators don't really get paid anything for making the content you get paid minuscule you can get billions of views and you make a couple of grand um whereas with youtube shorts you get like 50 percent or something of, of the money so you can actually make a, a decent living if you're a content creator so i think one thing tiktok are going to need to do is um create a more fairer revenue split for, for, for their um customers otherwise shorts reels etc they're going to start to get a lot of the people at tiktok moving over to, to focus more on those platforms i still think they'll post on tiktok because it's reach it's it's, you know, it's it's not just about money; it's about fame and, and an audience as well, right? But um, you know, can, can you see that happening? I mean, like companies don't last forever, do they? They people move around and, and go back and forth when it comes to tech. Yeah, I mean, 
like so at the moment tiktok seems to be the hot thing yeah and people don't really seem to be shifting that much i think people who who are avoiding downloading tiktok like me are on if you're already on instagram you tend to stay on your platform i'm not on yeah. twitter but i know a lot of people are on twitter and not really on instagram so maybe that will capture that that market i think also for twitter though i think given that they do have monetization problems yes. this might be some play for them to to you know try something for for revenue effectively which again i think makes a lot of sense They've just released Twitter Blue, um, which is a, um, a more upgraded subscription version of the platform. And then just this morning, it's been announced that Elon Musk's uh, deal with Twitter is now back on. Um, so he, um, yeah, so he's uh, he's now um, uh, made a, uh, obviously he's going back and forth for ages, wasn't going to buy it anymore. You know, the, the share price dropped. He's now stated that he's going to be buying the, the company um, at the original transaction price. The share value is, is soared this morning, uh, which I'm, I'm, I'm happy for as a, as a tiny, tiny, tiny investor. And um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's back on. What, what, what do you um, make of Elon is going to own Twitter in a couple of months? What, what do you think of that? I generally like him. I'm pretty team Elon. I know he's a pretty controversial guy, but yeah, yeah like I, I say I'm team Elon. Um, it seems like his intentions are pretty positive overall. He yeah. might be a bit cringy. He might make <laughs> some bad jokes, but ultimately I think he's, you know, he's great. And I think his influence of Twitter, it seems at least on the surface to be really positive. He wants to make it more transparent, less bots, yeah. um, more, you know, more real free speech. Uh, so in my mind, it's great. What about you? The team Elon? Or it, it, it seems, yeah. I mean, I think he's. I mean, you know, um, he's a genius. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think anyone, even if you hate him, I mean, if you if you deny the fact that he's he's insanely intelligent, then you're you're just lying, aren't you? I mean, he's uh, he's built multiple billion dollar companies from scratch. Not many people can do that. I mean, that's very, and he hasn't done it in something boring like I don't know. Printing or, or making some some restaurant. He's he's made a, a rocket ship company that can land itself. He's made um, he hasn't made a car. He's made essentially a, a, a huge supercomputer which can drive around. And with um, with the new Tesla bot the other day that, that that was just unveiled. That I mean, when he starts selling them, I think it's twenty thousand US dollars. That's going to replace warehouse workers and and all kinds of things. Which if you think about it, it could be the biggest industry ever because it's human labor. It's it's not um, which which is what all companies need really. So um, when you when you take into account all of those things, love him, hate him. I know he's controversial. I don't think you can deny the fact that he's insanely talented and um, the sort of once in a generation type type leader that, that an ideas man that that, that comes along. Um, he, he's he's bought Twitter. Obviously, he's he, you know a bit of pie in the face given that he tried to get a better price, didn't work out, and now he's um kind of come back to his original value but his rationale is he's trying to build what's called x.com um, which he actually owns a domain i think it's empty right now but he wants to turn it into the everything app which is an app which has got twitter it's got loads of other things uh, inevitably which in a couple of years I'm, I'm sure he'll he'll follow through on his vision for but um it's a super app he's trying to build where it's got a public town square with twitter probably other video platforms and other kind of features as well but um but yeah it'll be interesting to, to see how it plays out yeah, that's like um, it's like WeChat in China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, what my, my wife, wife's Chinese. I, I use WeChat to speak to her, her family and, and that sort of thing. It's uh, yeah, that's a super app, right? You can do everything inside it: payments, yeah. networking, everything. Yeah, exactly. What do you think about that? Do you think that is feasible in in the West to take, say, a platform like Twitter or like Instagram or Facebook and actually 
bring it to you know this super app like do you think that's, that's feasible I'm, like realistically feasible i i would be um surprised if if meta weren't planning on doing something like this given they've they've now got a holding company and and they own facebook they own whatsapp they own um uh, instagram i imagine they own messenger I, I imagine they'll they'll want to um to i mean that's kind of what they're doing with, with the vr and you know i've got i've got the oculus uh, headset and um and you know they're working on the project cambria the new one i think that's being released in a couple of weeks uh, or an, uh, at least unveiled um and I, I think inevitably that's what they're trying to do as well um but um the 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 thing about an everything app is um in certain markets you only can have a certain percentage of the the market share unless it becomes um, a monopoly that's why google invests in so many different things because then they're not the monopoly on the search business they're, they're a tech company and then they can do so much other things and and they're not that have to claim from a, a government perspective that um that they own the search market because we're not a search company we're, we're an everything company and we are we own two percent of that of, of tech rather than um you know 95 percent of search or whatever it is so um i think it's it's interesting to do from an ease of use perspective it's hard to do from a regulation perspective because you can very quickly get get broken up if, if the government gets gets mad at you over something and someone like elon musk he ain't got many friends in in, in the government at the moment he seems to be um against uh, the the democrats a lot a lot of the time and that sort of thing so um yeah it's an interesting point i just it's hard to do it's easier probably in china where there's, where there's less kind of um regulation for that sort of thing, right? Well, of course, yeah. China, it's uh, many things possible if you know the right people in China. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Well, look, final article of the day. We talked about robots a second ago with, with Elon's company, but to kind of go into that a little bit um, further, specifically in the area of um, sports, believe it or not. So um, this robot has set the new 100 meter record. So I'll have a little video, we'll, we'll play this because it's absolutely insane. So a robot named Cassie has set the new Guinness World Record for the 100 meter dash, clocking in 24.73 seconds at an average speed of four meters a second, which is nine miles per hour. Um, that's much slower than a human. Oh, so it looks like it's a robot world record perhaps not human world record but still very um impressive it's the first robot to run but it's not obviously not gonna be the last um and there it is the little thing going um i don't that's like an episode of black mirror <laughs> in many respects or, or the twilight zone but obviously insanely cool as well and i can just imagine the applications um military for example you know strap a, a machine gun on, on top of that and 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 watch that run into the battlefield um and and, and so on so crazy to see what happening in, in that respect but it was engineered by um oregon state university and is manufactured by agility robotics it uses the same technology um developed for its legged robot digit which is not only capable of walking and climbing stairs but also can pick up small packages obviously you've got like boston dynamics which are the main players in, in this world and um, elon's getting into it it seems like everybody seems to be more and more into the um the advanced robotic and kind of our rpa world given the the sheer amount of applications that, that it can have but um robots running on track what, what what do you make of that one i think of all the ways to die this is one of the worst to be <laughs> chased down by a pair of giant frog legs that are, that are sprinting towards you <laughs> yeah with, with an ipad screen on the front of it and with uh ipad screen <laughs> with a sad face or an angry yeah. face <laughs> really streaming it live on twitch as people are uh, uh, paying donations to what you get hunted down hey who knows exactly exactly so um but yeah obviously the technology is absolutely amazing i 
like the first time I read the title as well, I also thought, oh, this robot has beaten, you know, Usain Bolt. But yeah, yeah. that's probably what, a few years away, five years, two years maybe, who knows? One, one or two, probably. But yeah, like, my thought like initially was, so speed, like, what, what is really valuable for speed and, and being bipedal? So obviously being able to go across, you know, difficult terrain, but the speed, like in my mind, what what would be really good is like rescue missions. Yeah. Like, or if somebody is lost, you know, if, if there's a missing person, you can like sweep a forest really quickly. If you have like 20 of these things, they just run. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, like what, what other really good um, applications do you think? Well, like, anything, I mean, like this, this one's just got the legs, right? But, but Boston Dynamics, they've got one called um, it's, uh, Spot, which is, um, it can open doors. It can, it can be used in warehouses. They've got, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's got an arm on it, which is good for like manufacturing and and, and, and on, on the assembly line. So, I mean, you know, in, in theory, it can replace, and then obviously self-driving cars doesn't require a robot, but the car itself is a robot in, at the end of the day, because, um, mm -hmm. you know, but when you, when you think about this, they, that, you know, it could replace, um, you know, Uber drivers, it could replace logistics of truck drivers, it could replace warehouse workers it could replace i mean obviously it creates jobs as well but it's hard for a um uh, somebody driving a, a ups truck to suddenly start being a, a you know a python developer right so what what do you make of the fact that in a couple of years we're going to have millions of, of people laid off because of because of these i mean do you think that um i'm not asking you to solve that problem then but um you know what what, what do you think of that um so obviously it is inevitable yeah and it is um i think you know growing inequality is going to be yeah rampant inequality will, will get worse and worse it seems like if there are not safety systems put in place like better benefits maybe ubi etc or something along those lines it seems like we're going to hit a, like a boiling point mm. if that doesn't happen so in my mind it could lead to something like ubi that was Andrew Yang's thing, right? In the in the states, he wanted. Um, yeah, he said robots yeah. are going to take over all the jobs. We need to give people a thousand dollars a month or something. Um, yeah. That was his his whole uh, message. Yeah, universal basic income, basically to give everyone free money, what they need. So all your food bills, everything covered, so you you can survive and you can be fine. Um, and if we have tons of robots doing this, and we have pro probably you know Tesla, Tesla's new robot company, or sorry. It, it, it is Tesla, right? Yes, it's yeah, Tesla, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Tesla. Um, with like a trillion dollar valuation, maybe, you know, that, you know, the tax money could be spread to people. I'm not too sure. I, I don't know either. It's not an easy, it's not an easy answer, is it? I, I don't know. The, I mean, like, who, who knows? And thankfully, I'm not, I'm not making that, that decision. And I don't want to be. That's a, a very stressful thing. But how, how long do you think it is until we start seeing robots in, in day to day life? You're going to buy your coffee and you've got um, a robot um you know you've got an ipad on there on their chest you, you press what you want they 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 vanish and they come back holding a holding a latte going hey paul you know check check that out how, how long until you've got a robot uh, sweeping the streets um in, in the center of london i mean now when do you you think a couple of years do you think 10 years less less than five years plucking a number out of the air when, when do you think that's going to happen i think we will always have analog humans doing things yeah even if they're just a quota so but so i reckon there's going to be a real 
difficult shift by policymakers as well as just some consumer demand. People will want humans, will, will want um, actual you know people there. But when will it be technically feasible? Oh, a few years, it could probably be done. You know, if people are willing to pay. I mean, now I'm sure you could pay a ton of money and like have a half decent working robot working, uh, you know, making cocktails or food. I know that that already exists. Yeah. There are restaurants in China and, and Japan and stuff where they have cocktail making. And like, I saw one where it's um, it's uh, like a mechanical arm that operates a wok. Oh, um, cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So it basically makes like, you know, Chinese food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, we have this tech now. It's whether or not the demand will be there for it. And how and at what point does it become cheap enough that it becomes cheaper than human labor? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can get a robot which doesn't need to take vacations, it doesn't get sick, it doesn't, um, you know, take long lunch breaks or whatever, it doesn't take any lunch break. I mean, like, like surely that's from a business return on investment perspective, a, a better way to, to, to run your company. Um, obviously, there is... Um, the the empathetic um social implication that um is it is it a right thing to do to fire somebody to to replace them with a, with a machine um you know, probably not but um it, it's a hard line to to walk and 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 who knows what the right answer is right it's a it's a difficult one yeah completely i i really see that the tesla bot as being one of the more likely candidates to be really taking over everything yeah uh, even elon, price, elon makes stuff happen he makes stuff happen but also the price point he is claiming is going to be the actual price point yeah. and it's not delayed massively like some of his cars it could happen really soon like really really soon even like next year so i think one of the bigger ones one of the more significant transitions i think will be in construction mm. because construction has so many different types of jobs and so many different um subcontractors doing specific roles yeah i think you have one robot that comes in that revolutionizes construction which is one of the biggest industries around the world uh -huh. but, yeah you, you've got um amazon have released an astro a new version of their alexa which is a robot which can it's got little wheels it's got a big ipad screen on, on the face it, it follows you around you can put a, a drink and say hey bring that to bring that to paul and it will, it will go and, and find you and, and take it to you so that's like a thousand dollars so and then amazon have just bought um is it is it Roomba or iRobot? I can't the name of the company, but they've um, they've the, the robot vacuum cleaners, which are obviously much smaller scale robots, but still still robots at the end of the day. So for for me, you know the the, the Elon bot that that's you know that probably more the consumer business end to begin with, and then these mini little robots, the Amazons, etc. That they, they will become the 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 gateway drug in into that um, you know different future later on. Yeah, for sure. No, I love that. Yeah, definitely. The, there will be gateway drugs to more and more robotization. Yeah. Eventually, us all getting chips in our brain. Yeah, yeah. We become robots ourselves. Yes. What I'm actually quite excited for is replacing joints. Because if you have like a knee injury, just get a new knee. Yeah. That, that would be incredible. That would be so, so good. Well, forget the injury, Paul. What happens when you can get a robot arm and you can you can stretch out and grab a glass of water from across the room or, or when you can get robot legs and you can run faster than the new same bolt at, at that point people won't won't you know you, you won't get a new leg because you had your leg blown off in, in in war or you had it amputated you'll get it because you'll need to get it in order to stay um competitive in, in the marketplace the same with the, the neural link brain chip you, you'll need to get it because if you go to a job interview and there's three candidates and two of them have it and, and can think twice as quick as you and, and you don't have it you'll get left behind 
so it, you know evolution and um, will will natural selection will will become technological selection if, if you know what i mean absolutely absolutely and i i realize we're slightly running out of time but no, I no, no, that's, that's cool. I, re I read this really interesting article by this um it was, it was a while back but it talked about this species called gelettus rosorius okay which is basically gelette razor and if you look at it the gelette razor started as a stick like, like one handle and a single blade then it became two blades and yep. three then there's a swivel head then there's a grip and then it was vibrating it really is evolution in that yeah. sense like if you look at it technology does evolve whether or not it is well i guess the argument of the article was that evolution is not limited to biology it yeah. is a universal process that just happens so the fact that you know we can start to control that with our arms and what with our bionic arms and our giant frog legs and whatnot like that is yeah is literally evolution and then if it does become conscious through through you know advanced ai then um then then it is potentially evolution um you know on a, on a biological level or at least a biotechnological level if that makes sense but uh, absolutely. absolutely okay cool but well thanks so much paul for, for coming on it was good to get your perspective into, into what's happening this week this this month this year in the world of tech um obviously if you're if you're watching um thank you for your um patience for getting to getting to, to the end and um check us out on on, on spotify search alfie watton podcast um we're posting new episodes almost every other day at the moment and um, so if you want keep on top of what's happening in in the world of tech um in in 15 20 30 minutes over your lunch break then then check us out on on spotify and of course um if you are looking to hire the best um engineers on the marketplace then all you need to do is go to weloveAlpha.com um to find that the top developers that you need to grow your team and succeed in in today's economy so thanks paul thanks for coming on and thank you all for watching cheers Alfie.